Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this. Uh, you give him another pause. Second, uh, second week of January for uh, the procrastination. This is Isaiah, uh, Dan, and this is Ed. Um, normally, we we kickstart everything with with Kickstarter news. Yeah, happy news. But yeah. um, you know, last night I found out like thirty yeah, minutes ago. Yeah, very sad moment. Um, we lost David Bowie. We lost the Goblin King. Um, yeah, like I mean, regardless of how you knew him, some people knew yeah. him as as Ziggy Stardust, some knew him as the Great White Duke, or he was uh, Jareth the Goblin King, yeah. or he was the leader of the Guild of Calamitous Intent. Like whatever you knew him as, you knew him in some yeah. way, shape, or form. Yeah, or you yeah, knew yeah, of him. It's like there's like nobody that didn't know of him. Yeah, and and like and like it's still even stretching out today. Like his son is doing a lot of a lot of good work in film. Like if you've ever seen the movie Moon. Mm-hmm. Moon is a fantastic movie. It's directed by um, by David Bowie's son. In uh, fact, he even even shut himself off from from Twitter. Like he posted one tweet and he was like, "Oh, I'm going to take a break from social media for a while." You know, you you all know why. I'll see you later. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's perfectly understandable. And like everybody has like that big story of Bowie. And like my favorite one was it was in a like it was a story about his manager. Mm-hmm. His manager, when he first started out, was a total dick and basically took, like, all of his money. Like, basically, the, the contract that he had signed gave so much of his of, of the percentages of his earnings to the manager that Bowie had barely any to, like, scrape by on. Wow. So what he did was, when he fired him, the, uh, the, ma- the manager actually put in that he'd still get 50% of the royalties for everything he makes until September of 1982. Um... And this was this was in 1976 when uh, when he fired him. In 1975, and he fired him. And here's the best thing: between 1976 and 1980, Boy would make the most internationally uncommercial records of his career, "Low" and "Heroes," mm-hmm. and they are probably some of his most artistic work, but commercially Holy. not good not good sellers. And uh, in fact, when he did the when he did the uh, the recording of "Under Pressure." With Queen, yeah, he allowed Queen to take the royalties. Yeah, that way like, they wouldn't yeah. go to him. They wouldn't go to that guy. So uh, he releases these albums. the The manager's like, oh, you know, screw you. And the second 1982 rolls around, the second September of 1982 rolls around, um, he releases "Let's Dance," <laughs> nice, which is probably one of his most commercially yeah. successful albums he ever made. And mm. uh, it's right after the other guy doesn't get a dank cent and like. Yeah, I bet he actually wrote that like a while back, and he just held on to it. <laughs> yeah, let's just, just let's just, just put this away for now. We're putting this on the shelf for right now. Yeah, and and like I love that story, like just because like it's just it's just one of the kind of things that that Bowie, like he, it's like I am capable of doing some of the most artistic work that you can think of, and I'm also capable of being a commercial success. And I don't I and need you. I don't need you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah he always kind of li- does everything on his own terms. Yeah. And people are even saying he lived and died in his own terms. The last, everyone's saying that the last single he released three days before his passing was on yeah. purpose. Like, yep. like it was basically a well, goodbye. It, I mean, the song is called Lazarus. Yeah. And it has, like, all these lyrics that relate to his death. The, the whole album, apparently, was written like that. Yeah. Because like, he had cancer. He was had cancer for the last 12 months, so he, he knew <laughs> for a long time. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like Lemmy, who found out three days before he passed away yeah. that he had cancer. Um and it's, and it's like, you know, like I said, farewell, Major Tom, you know? Like, yeah. I kind of noticed that there was like a Major Tom reference in one of the other songs, too, Black Star. If uh-huh. you watch the music video for that, there's like an astronaut suit on like an alien planet. And it looks like, I don't know, it kind of references uh, that song to me. Yeah. And, and like I said, if you ever watch Venture Brothers, they reference him a lot. Like, if you ever, there's an episode where um, 
they're finding a, a, an old crashed spaceship that had one of the... <laughs> yeah, doctor, they did the whole Major Tom They thing. did the whole space oddity at the beginning, like, mm. even down to the, can you hear me, Major Tom? Like, just, like, yelling it. Like, <laughs> it, it was perfectly... It was perfect. It was beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then to have him, like I said, as the leader of the Guild of Calamitous Intent. Um, <coughs> so, yeah. Like I said. Yeah. We're actually going to, after this, we're going to watch uh, The Labyrinth. Oh, right. just, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's planned. You don't get a choice. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing it. Okay. Uh, we suggest you all do too. It's a great movie. Yeah. yeah. Let's, go, uh, let's go dance magic dance a little. Yeah. In his yeah. honor. Yeah. I kind of I looked around to see if anybody... You know they always say that they die in threes, the celebrities. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's really true, but I always kind of look around <laughs> anyway out of curiosity. Yeah, this guy named um, um, Angus Scrim um, died recently. Oh yeah, he was the uh, he was the actor from Phantasm. Yes, like, he was. Uh, he, he played was... the the, the um, tall man. Yeah, basically like the the scary <laughs> monster guy. One of the things I love about that movie series too, if you ever watch Phantasm, mm-hmm. uh, every movie takes place immediately after the last one ended. Nice. It always it always does like like I think the second one begins with the little kid waking up in bed and there's the tall man hovering over him mm-hmm. and the second movie begins with him in bed and the tall man hovering over him and it, it, they did that for I think I think there's four Phantasm movies and they all kind of do that. I always wondered if it was just a coincidence or if they uh, or or if Slenderman is kind of based on that character because it feels like the same kind of idea uh-huh. you know. We see the tall tall skinny guy in a suit kind of creeping over kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, did you know that the uh, the character um, Captain Phasma from Star Wars is actually based on his name? Is actually based on oh, yeah, Phantasm. Phantasm. Yeah. Yeah. Because and also like the shine of her armor is based off of the gl- the spherical orbs with the blades that would come out. Yeah. 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 He was a big fan of that series, apparently. Cool. The know. director, I mean. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so Lemmy, the tall man, and Bowie. Mm-hmm. All within There's like three. within like a week of each other. That's yeah, kind of crazy. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's 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 really something to think about. Like, some, like you know, it, it, you don't you don't want to believe it, and then it happens, and you're just like, like what, what, why? <laughs> like, I don't know, man. They're all they're all different ages too, so it's not like I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> um. <laughs> Want to go even more depressing? Adam Sandler's Ridiculous Six is the most viewed movie on Netflix ever. Well, you? Yes. Y- here's here's my question: uh, how many how many were watched to completion? Probably not many, but does it matter? Well, because because well, it's, it's to Netflix, does it matter? Yeah. Well, to me, it it matters due to curiosity. Yeah. Like like here's the thing with with that movie, there was already speculation about it when it came out because um all those Native Americans walked off set. Yeah, like they just left because it's like there's a there's a fine line between between racism funny racism funny. and like just straight Race. up racism. Yeah, like uh, a million ways to die in the West is a good example of that. We're like they're all talking gibberish. They all know they're talking gibberish, which is kind of an insult to the to you know the Native American language. But at the same time, the Native Americans are still like you know you're a pussy. Like, like <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 they're still like you know they still are show that they're strong and powerful and that kind of yeah evil. yeah like it's not it's not meant Don't to be, be racist it's just meant to be, it's just meant to be a joke yeah. yeah and um and the ridiculous six it was like p- part of it was that so like you know you got people who are tuning in to see like what was so racist about it and then you got other people like because it didn't it did terrible when it first came out like mm-hmm. it, it it's first week um three people it, saw it yeah it, it had been buried. Like like Netflix had now taken it off because normally when you when new stuff pops up on Netflix, even if you don't watch that kind of genre, yeah, it's like on the it'll, list. It'll pop itself up for you saying like, "Hey, why don't you check a this new, out?" New thing. 
And uh, after about like a, a week, I think um, Netflix pulled it off. So that was another piece of curiosity where people were like, "Oh, so what? What's going how on? How bad was? How bad is? How, how bad is this movie?" Yeah. And, and uh, I get all the reasons, but at the same time, and it's like it's like if that happened at a movie theater, like nobody would care that you didn't finish watching the movie. If everybody if everybody paid for the ticket and went into the theater and then left, they would be like. Make more of those. How said that worked out? <laughs> like, well, it all to me. It all, like I said, it all depends because it might be. It depends on the algorithm too. Because like I mean, uh, was it YouTube? Doesn't run on how many times something's been viewed. It runs on how many minutes you've watched. Oh, it. that's because Netflix has ads and stuff, isn't it? Like, I mean, like I mean, uh, YouTube, YouTube does. Netflix doesn't have ads. Like they just care about if you pay for the subscription. So if you pay for it to go see uh, like a minute of the movie, they 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 don't care. Right? Yeah, but and and that that's another interesting point to me is like. It's like so. To me, it's going to be more of how is his second movie? Because I think he has like a three movie deal. I think with it's Netflix. more than that. Is it three? Like three or six? Like yeah, around that? I want to say six. So, um, so like you know, you can say ridiculous six. Like you know, oh, it it did so, it like had so many views and blah, blah blah. But then like how many people were like really turned off by it? Yeah. Like and then so it's really the second movie that you got to watch to kind of see like you know. Yeah, I'm not watching that. I saw Ridiculous Six. I saw. I don't need then. this. Yeah. <laughs> Like, this is something like I can like away. my curiosity is already done. <laughs> like 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 pixels. Pixels made like over two hundred million dollars, but I can tell you for a fact more people saw it to see uh, Pac Man bite the hand off of the <laughs> off creator, of his creator right? than to see it for Adam Sandler. Oh man, did you see the um, the Golden Globes? No. no, I was I was unfortunately at work. Oh, Ricky Gervais had some great stuff. It, it wasn't that great of a show, but you know Ricky Gervais. <laughs> Ricky Gervais seems so bored. <laughs> But, but his jokes are, are still pretty good. Well, because the, the Golden Globes is like, it's like, liter- it feels like it is the, because I don't want to say literally because I hate that. Uh, you literally hate that. Yeah. It feels like, uh, <laughs> it feels like one of those things where um, it's the participation awards almost kind of feel like, like not participation, but like, you know, like when you're kids and you're meet at the gymnasium because it doesn't have the glitz and glamour of yeah. the, and who the hell is the foreign press and why do we care what they think is a great movie or not? I don't know. <laughs> the fact that The Martian won Best, Best comedy, comedy or Musical. Yeah, exactly. And that's why that's why I brought it up is because uh, one of his, his jokes was basically, so The Martians for like Best Comedy is, I guess it's funnier than Pixels. <laughs> <laughs> that was literally his joke. Was just... Or did you hear what he he or well they bleeped it out, but what he asked uh, Mel Gibson? Oh yeah, what's a what's a sugar tit? Yeah, <laughs> what the hell is a sugar tit? Did <laughs> um, you know that right? And not but when Mel Gibson. When Mel Gibson went crazy and he was arrested and like you know and he's like he's being talked to by a female cop. The female cop like uh, he she he calls her sugar tits. Okay. And that was when he went on his his first major anti-Semitic. Semitism rant, hmm. all other stuff. Yeah, he's like, well, I blame Whitaker, and and he blames. Well, we all know what he blames. Yeah. <laughs> um. Um. He also did, he also really really tore a new one into into Ben Affleck. Um. He had okay. he had Matt Damon coming out to to introduce the award, hmm. and he basically said um. He said he said Matt Damon, uh, is the only person who Ben Affleck hasn't been unfaithful to. <laughs> Oh, everyone was like, "Oh!" And then Matt Damon had to come out right afterwards, and he was just like, he couldn't talk for a second. He was just like, <laughs> "Well, like, how do I follow that?" Right? Uh, like, I can't even, I can't even say anything negative to Ricky Gervais because I have to be professional on stage, and Ben Affleck is like my best friend. Right. Um, and Ricky Gervais even says like. 
Like he, he he's he, like he says very early on in the show, like this is what I do, and they keep bringing me back. <laughs> like, this is like my fourth time hosting. <laughs> yeah, uh, the certain thing, like even though I didn't see it, I was like watching like highlights, and some mm-hmm. of the things that I did like of those highlights was uh, Aziz Ansari holding up a book that read uh, "How to Lose to Jeffrey Tambor with Dignity." <laughs> nice. Um, there was uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's face when Lady Gaga bumped him. Like oh, when really? she when she won for I think American Horror Story Hotel, yeah. like she bumps right by him and the look on his face, he just kind of gave like one of those, huh? Like oh I'm sorry kind of thing. And then he realized who bumped him. He's like oh, <laughs> oh my, <laughs> like, like just that kind of face. And um, you know uh, Leo finally winning a major award. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's like oh he finally did it. Well no, it's no. not an Oscar. It has to be an Oscar. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the joke. The Oscar is the major thing he's going for because I think he might have actually won a Golden Globe at one point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he wants but this the movie. Oscar. Seems like it would be a good, good bit. Yeah. But well, yeah. that's what he. Well, that's the thing. It's like all the, and, and all, all the latest ones of things. Are just like, yeah, I can totally see him winning one for this. Like, especially, nope. especially yeah. when he when he like he's been with Martin Scorsese for like Gangs in New York and and The Departed and like that, that's true. It doesn't matter how good the movie is. Yeah. Um. What is it? He literally pours his blood to try to get. Yeah, he 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 cuts his hand open and like and like continues acting despite the fact that he's gushing a lot of blood. Oh yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and, and, oh, Django and, and, and Django. Meanwhile, yeah. Christoph Waltz gets his, his second Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor, and Leo gets nothing. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no, no offense to Christoph Waltz. I freaking love Christoph Waltz. I thought both of his characters in Inglorious Bastards as well as Django are like freaking. Freaking right amazing, on. yeah, yeah. But but like, <laughs> Leo, like, come on, <laughs> he's literally bleeding for it. Yeah, he's giving up blood, sweat, and tears. Like, <laughs> poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know where to follow. I don't know how to follow that. You know what? Here, I'll say. Fifty-two episodes of Samurai Pizza Cats are now on Crunchyroll. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Really? Yes. They're stronger than dirt. <laughs> stronger than old cheese. They've got more fur than any turtle ever had. I freaking love the Samurai Pizza. You have no idea how much I love the Samurai Pizza Cats. Uh, I almost, I almost ended a friendship. <laughs> With someone I genuinely really cared about because she told me she wasn't a pizza I cat. I remember fan. that story. She, she looks at me and she goes like, I didn't like the Samurai Pizza Cats. I'm like, what? Like, yeah, they're, they're, I mean, they took Sailor Moon off the air. I'm like, I don't care who they took off. <laughs> Samurai Pizza Cats are amazing. <laughs> I think I think off Mother Teresa for all I care. <laughs> like, like, I loved it because it wasn't, it was one of those, it was one of those anime. And like, I don't know how silly the Japanese version is. No, no, you can tell that the dub was completely different. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I loved about it. was like, <laughs> it was one of those anime that genuinely did not care. Like, nowadays oh, yeah, you have, I love those. Nowadays you have anime that are always so hard-pressed to try to make sure that it is exactly in tune to what mm-hmm. the, the, the original, yeah, to what the original wanted. And it's like, you're like, yeah, I get it. And some of it, like, it's just like, it makes sense for a Japanese crowd, doesn't make sense for an American crowd, but you know what? We're still doing it. And it's like, Samurai Pizza Cats was that anime where it was just like, oh, you know what? Screw it. <laughs> yeah. This is about a bunch of cats. Whatever. Like, like you know. <laughs> have a pizza shop. <laughs> yeah. They live in LA. Like, because they live in Little Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Um, not not anywhere in Japan, just Little Tokyo, which is a section of LA. And and then. Um, Their costume, they transform. Yeah. <laughs> It's the same costume, like, like it's just like the the apron disappears, <laughs> and the, the the helmet flashes, but it's still the same helmet they were wearing. Like I loved it. The fact that the main villain was 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 
persecuted in like the first episode and was sent on a slow boat to China. That that was the best joke to me. That killed me. That, they, the, that completely sold me on the show. And they kept coming back to the slow boat to China because it still never left the harbor because it was that freaking slow. Not <laughs> the same episode with like the uh, nuclear potato chip or whatever. Yeah, yeah, the nuclear potato in the microwave. Yeah. And, like, oh man. Oh. You had Bad Bird, Geriatric, The Big Cheese, Speedy Ceviche. Like, it's just it's, it's gold. It's, it's gold. It's all yeah. gold. And it's, the, and it's the dub version that's on there, so. Yes. <laughs> oh. Does it have the theme song? Well, yeah. Well, if it's the dub version, it has to yeah, be. Yeah, it's got to be that so version. Got, oh, my God. <laughs> Three, five, seven, nine. Why won't they put this part in rhyme? Like, <laughs> uh. uh. There you go. <laughs> All right. That 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 made. Well, that's the podcast. <laughs> that, that made my heart a flutter just just to hear those words. Like that made me happy. Um, what else is going? On? I feel like even Crunchyroll knew this season wasn't that great for anime, and they were like, "Screw it, just find give them what they else. want." Yeah, give them what they want. Yeah, they even had a clip show, like, and and I'm pretty sure the clip show is not in the Japanese version, and it's but they still put in everything that they had. Like, there's even those four cats that aren't even that are they're based they're, I think that the story is is that they work uh, franchise versions of the main <laughs> oh, pizza yeah, joint yeah and, like there was that one that had the two cannons there was one that had the water there was one that could fly there was like they all had like freaking great ass abilities they were pretty mm. great ass <laughs> such a great ass <laughs> hey Ed that's my name uh, how much would you say that the creator of One Piece makes a year well, a lot more than me <laughs> 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 you want to take a guess? I just did. We do this show for free, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> right? Please sponsor us. Yeah, please sponsor us. Please sponsor us. Funimation. <laughs> <laughs> by, the, by, the, by the way, we're almost at 900. Uh, Woo! Yeah. We're at 850. Uh, yeah. The views from the, from the point of this recording. I was going to say. We'll have to do no, our... Uh, Crunchyroll. Our... Crunchyroll, sponsor us. We'll talk on end for Samurai Pizza Cats. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll do it. They did the Samurai Pizza Cats podcast. <laughs> just review every episode. We could totally do that. <laughs> we got the... T- I'm down. <laughs> I'll send it. I'll send Samurai it. Pizza Cast. It writes itself. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be your next week. That's gonna be the name of this, this, this week's yes, episode. That's the name of this one. Samurai Pizza Cast. Uh, All of us as Samurai Pizza Cats. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Put our pieces. Yeah, I'll do it. Uh, uh, it'll be polyester. So, anyways, back to the original question. <laughs> All right. Anybody want to take a guess at the I'm how probably, much he makes a year? I'm gonna go ahead and say like like five mil. Nope. Uh, Ten mil. Keep going. Twenty-seven million. 36 yen. So close. 26 million a year. 26 million a year. Jesus. Yep. Totally wasn't more than you. Yeah, I mean, he is the most popular manga in Japan, and he's got movie and TV deals and games. And so that means he makes $500,000 a week. Yeah. Hey, man, the guy only sleeps like two or three hours a day. Yeah, he, he <laughs> should you, He should get. <laughs> have you seen his bathroom? Yeah. Oh, he's like, his bathroom is amazing. Does he have like a shark for a yes. toilet or something? It's a, it's a shark coming out of the wall about to eat you when you're on the toilet. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then oh. the, the entire thing is like, uh, it's like you're underwater. Nothing makes you shit faster than seeing a shark come right at you. Right? <laughs> 
Uh, that's relaxing. Well, that always reminds me. That there's actually a, a history story about that. Um, <laughs> Shark bathroom? No, I think it was about the, a guy pooping really fast because I was going to eat him. Well, I want to say it was Thomas Jefferson. What happened was he made a trip to England. Like this was after the Revolutionary War and all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, he they go to England, and one of the English guys goes like, "I got an idea. We'll take a painting of of Washington and put it on the outhouse." He's like, and we'll put it in the outhouse. He's like, oh, yeah, that's brilliant. You know, like he'll, like you know, he'll get so pissed off about that. So he goes to the bathroom. He comes out and I'm like, oh, you know, so did you notice anything special about the bathroom? He's like, oh yeah, yeah, it was nice. He's like, oh, really? He's like, yeah, because nothing makes a Brit shit faster than just, than George Washington. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes. Uh. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw the. Uh, Somebody playing the demo of Amplitude. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I didn't play the demo because I usually don't play the demo if I know I want the game already. Mm-hmm. But there's one thing that mattered to me. There's a freeze pop song. Uh-huh. That's all I cared about. <laughs> <laughs> it's in there. Yeah, it's in there. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, I was looking over the music list. Like I don't see a lot of big names aside from freeze pop. <laughs> like a lot of Weirdly. it. A lot of it is a lot of it is just made by harmonics and made by. So I'm wondering, like you know, is there going to be a lot of download DLC for this game? I don't know. Like, probably. Like, you know, probably depending on, on how well it sells. Because I'm thinking about, you know, like how Rock Band 4 is coming out. Mm-hmm. If it hasn't already come out. And, um... Didn't it already I mean, come out? I believe it did. And that's harmonics. Yeah. So, like, like, I'm wondering if, yeah, like... I feel like Amplitude was, like, a, a small game almost. You know, like, it was a Kickstarter game. It was, yeah. like, we don't have the money to be spending on, like, licenses for big names and stuff. But if it sells well, we can get stuff, more stuff after. What I'm saying is, like, you know, like, harmonics having both Amplitude and Rock Band, like, can't, like, you know... Can we get a blanket license and just oh, like that's true. put bo- put it for both? Just yeah. make it so if you buy one, you get the you get it from the other game too. Yeah. That'd, be, that'd be great. Exactly. They did they actually did that before. There was a there was a rock band game that came out after three, but before four, and it was almost like Amplitude, and you can use already existing tracks that you had from Rock Band three. Oh, was that the, like the portable one? The I want to say yes. Yeah, I think it was for Vita. Yeah, it was kind of like it. Yeah, Wasn't it for PSP. Yeah, like Vita. Or was it PSP? I, th- I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure the PSP was already dead at this point. I don't know, man. PSP has long legs for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> I think that last game for it came out, like, this year. Well, it was, like, the same thing with, like, what was it, Dreamcast? Yeah, exactly. Like, Dreamcast, Dreamcast died, like, a year or two into its, into its thing. But then, like, in Japan, like, they were still making Dreamcast games I, all the way. I think that's just what happens when a system is very easily hacked. Yeah, it it dies early on because they, all the companies are like, "Well, I'm not gonna make games for them. I'm just gonna hack and download it." Yeah. But at the same time, people love it because they got like every game that came out for it because it was hacked, <laughs> and then people keep making more games from it because they already know how to make the games for the system. Nice. I was reading this this article. It was talking about um talking about the top ten uh, games for the Sega Saturn, mm-hmm. and number one was of course Knights. And like they actually said, Shigeru Miyamoto is quoted as saying, "Knights is the one video game franchise that he is sad that he didn't come up with first. Yeah, it does seem like a game he would want to make. Yeah, you, you just fly around, collecting, go flying through orbs, collecting shit, and yeah, it was it was such a like like that game. Baseball I, game. I, I still I'm still mad that like they never really followed up. They made that game for the Wii, and that game like looked like it had like no effort put into it. Like it's just such a terrible. Like I have it, and it was just I I, I don't love it. Yeah. <laughs> I was so disappointed when I played it, and I was like, oh. Oh. <laughs> like Yeah. I mean, it's like like I feel like that was such a game that everybody could put. And the funny thing is, is Sega always likes to make sure that you know that, "Hey, we recognize this game. We're not doing anything with it." <laughs> just wanted you to know that we still have it. 
Right, we're not gonna let anybody make any games of it. Yeah, like, like Sonic Adventure. Like there, there was that Knight's Pinball Table in the thing, and um, in 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 Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing, Rystar waves the flag. I didn't know this. It pissed me off when I found it out. <laughs> That's all we're using it for. That's all we need. <laughs> they should should make it like a like a copyright. Well, I guess they can because it's, it's Japanese anyway. But it, like, it doesn't apply to game characters, huh? Right. Um, like the thing where if you don't use a character long enough, then it becomes free to use for everybody. Like, uh, well, it has to. It, it has to be. Um, it has to be have been used for a while. Like it has to. Like it. it like I think it's like thirty years. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's usually mm-hmm. how long a copyright holds on something, and then and then it'll go into the public domain. But does that apply to everything, or there's some some things that 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 that, that long doesn't work so long as so long as you will, uh, well, that's what that's what I believe copyright or trademark. It's mm-hmm. one of those two. Like that that's how it is. Is that it'll go for that long, and then and then. But I remember, like the whole idea of that it has to continually be in use. That was something that was added when Disney was going to lose um, the rights to. Uh, Mickey Mouse. Yeah, they added that. And now there's like so much stuff that can no longer be in the public domain because everyone's like, oh, nope, still using it. Still using it. There he is right there. You can't have it. It's mine. Yeah, exactly. Especially especially if it's under contract, like the way Fox has Fantastic Four and X-Men still locked up because of the fact that it's like, oh, well, just don't make any movies and then it'll lapse back into uh, back into Marvel. And they're like, oh, nope, Fantastic Four, crap. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're willing to just waste money on this to keep it. Yeah, exactly. That's why, that's why Doctor Who... Like even though I love the Daleks, like they're probably my favorite villain in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. They have to make sure that there's at least mm-hmm. one Dalek episode every season, or else like they lose the they lose the chain they lose the character for some reason. Yeah, yeah, it's some sort of weird thing with the original uh, creator. Yeah, and uh, what was it? The um, do you know that? Do you know that Daleks are in like one of the worst movies ever made. They're in Looney Tunes back in action. Wait, I what? I didn't hate that movie. I mean, it, it wasn't good. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, like yeah, like you said, it's not it's not really good. But, but if I'm if I'm gonna choose a live action cartoon hybrid, including Warner Brothers Space characters, Jam. I'm more likely gonna watch Space Jam than Space I'm gonna Jam. watch oh, yeah. Looney Tunes back in action. But the Daleks are in it. Yeah, there's a bunch of old old movie things like that. Because of the fact that um, I think I believe it was Warner Brothers that made the uh, Doctor Who and the Daleks, which was an American version of Doctor Who, the original like a couple of Doctor Who serials. Yeah, it's like the non-canon. Yeah, starring uh, Peter Cushing, uh, the guy who played Grand Moff Tarkin in uh, in the original Star Wars. Um, and then it was weird too because he wasn't even, he wasn't a time lord he wasn't a time traveler he was just an eccentric professor that invented a time machine and yeah isn't he not called like like the doctor also he's called no, he is doctor, called who. doctor who yeah. yeah so it's one of those things yeah. this is gonna be one of those episodes give me a to show up in the in the main series just like some guy but they already did that that whole concept where like you ran into somebody that thought he was I'm the doctor oh the fake doctor in yeah ten yeah like if. Like, if they could have had him be that guy, that would have been perfect. Yeah. So, I actually have one anime that I got to recommend. Mm. It's the same anime that I thought might be good. <laughs> I, mm. I ended up looking into, into a lot of the, the new series. Uh-huh. It's called um, Erased. Uh-huh. And it's interesting because the, the Japanese name was so much longer than the English name that I, I was like, what what does this actually mean? Like, why would it just become erased when it's so many words? Uh-huh. Apparently, the, the Japanese name for it is The Town Where Only I Am Missing. Oh. Which is a lot crazier to me than Erased. <laughs> um, yeah, it's that, it's that story about the... It makes you think of like, you know, the, the American movie was called Speed, but in Japan it's called The Bus That Wouldn't well, Slow the Down. The Bus That Wouldn't <laughs> Slow Down, yeah. So it's like, that's how it feels to me. Like in, in America, you got that one word title that basically explains what's going on. And, yeah. then like, and then in Japan, it's like, no, it's a lot more straightforward of a title than what you... 
So, the town except without me erased. Like, <laughs> yeah. That is not the title. <laughs> but to me, to me, the town where only I am missing almost feels like a spoiler more than a race. Like a race, you you go like, what does that mean? Like yeah. exactly, right? Um, it's the it's the story that I was I was I'm talking about in a previous episode that I thought sounded like it might be good. Mm-hmm. Where basically this guy is like a struggling uh, struggling manga creator, and I guess it, I feel like I had nothing to do with the rest of the story. <laughs> where uh, basically he has a power where every once in a while when something something bad happens, then he. Basically, he fills it, and then things go back to right before it happened, and he gets a chance to to fix it. And um, I don't want to spoil too much because the first episode is really good. And a lot, yeah. it, it doesn't hold back at all. <laughs> but basically, he, you know, this keeps happening, and he keeps getting involved um, and and helping somebody else. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, it ends up hurting him in the long run, or or just in general. Mm. Um, which I think is where the the town where only I am missing. I kind of spoil it on a little bit. Don't don't look it up on Wikipedia because it it's worse. all based on a book series. And it, it basically spoils an episode that hasn't happened yet like oh, okay. immediately when you read the the, the summary. Uh-huh. But basically, let's just say that something bad is going to happen to him because he's helping somebody else. Oh, okay. Um, but the whole idea is, is essentially that um, it's, it always has to do with with something that he you know he. He witnesses. He doesn't realize that he witnesses. And then once that happens, it goes back to before. And usually it's a couple of minutes. Mm. But there was something that happened to him when he was young that kind of set off, set off the whole thing. It was something that he could have stopped, you know? Mm. And, but he, you know, he, I mean, he didn't. And then he kind of implies that this is his, his worry about that, his obsession with that is what makes his power end up happening. Mm-hmm. And then later it resurfaces in his life when he's like 29. And because it resurfaces in his life, it happened that the thing happens. And then it goes back, and he's now he's now um, in elementary school, and it goes back to all the way back to when that that originally happened, the thing, the thing that he missed mm-hmm. because it came back into his life. Oh. So now he has a chance to to change it, but then it's gonna you know change his entire life after mm-hmm. that point. Oh yeah. So it's gonna it's, it's just the first episode, and already so much has happened in it that it's it's nuts. It reminds me of what was that one? There was that one anime that girl that fell through time, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it oh, sort of kind of makes me think of in a way. Although in this one, I, I you know he's able to change it, whereas yeah, yeah, I mean spoilers uh, for that movie. Yeah, but spoilers yeah. for that movie. Um, and then also, it it reminds me of uh, like the way you were first describing it. it. Reminded me of an old show I remember. It used to be on UPN back in the day. Um, it was called Seven Days. Uh-huh. It was about this. It was about this convict who was being forced into this into this job because basically it's like we don't know how it's going to work, so let's just use somebody who has no life. So they, they send this guy back, and they have a time machine. That's how superheroes get powers. Yeah. <laughs> or supervillains. It's, mm-hmm. it, it's a time machine. It's basically about the size of, like, your living room. Like, it's humong- It's a humongous time machine, mm-hmm. which kind of makes me, like, which is one of the reasons why I liked it, because it was like, it makes so much sense that, like, we can do this, but it takes a lot of freaking effort. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to time machines nowadays, which is like, see this button? I just got to press this. Now we're back in time. Uh, and, like, he, the thing was that, like, you know, like somebody would get killed or somebody would like, you know, a major event would happen and they'd send him back in time. The time machine can only go back a week mm. and he has to and he has to go back and fix what happened and like all this stuff. It was a good series. Went yeah, for like about I, three I remember seasons. that show. Yeah. Now that you mentioned. Yeah. And like, yeah, he had like this big sphere that that was his time machine and it would always send him back like seven days and he would and he would have to go and try to figure out, try to stop whatever's going on. Yeah. Didn't it have the girl from uh, from Hollow Man in there or something? It might have. Yeah, it was it was interesting. Yeah, it was a cool show. It was a good show. It was, it was a, a good, good show. show. Yeah, uh, speaking of time travel, there's that show coming out called uh, 
Eleven twenty two sixty three. Oh yeah, it's the one with James Franco for Hulu. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's based on a uh, I think a Stephen King book or something, right? Yeah. And basically, um, a guy finds a, a portal to nineteen fifty eight, and uh, he has to go back and uh, stop the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Mm-hmm. I guess the whole thing's about that. Yeah. He doesn't succeed. And he's got five, he's got five years before the actual assassination. So I mean, it's like how hard is it to find Lee Harvey Oswald? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well. He got five years to find the guy. Um, it's a Stephen King book. I'm assuming it's not even Lee Har- Harvey Oswald that did it. Yeah, it's going to end up like he has to do it. Or something. Yeah, yeah. So, something's going to happen. He is. That's why I, we, that, that shows room for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always loved, uh, what was it? Um, there's an episode of Quantum Leap where that happens. Mm-hmm. Where, where Sam leaps into the body of Lee Harvey Oswald. And he has to, and like... Like of course, like the whole thought is that like oh you have to stop the pres- the assassination of Kennedy, and um, but the thing is whenever if you ever watch Quantum Leap the thing is with Sam, he retains part of who he is of who or who he leapt into yeah. so that way um, he can negotiate well, he, he, he can, understand he can what, kind of understand what, who this person is what they're going through so when you leap into Lee Harvey Oswald you you it that part of him kind of like takes over a little bit mm. so he does. Like, start going into the whole thing. And then, like, at the end of the episode, it's actually, I think, a two-parter. Um, he still kills Kennedy. and But he still leaps. He's like, well, what happened? Like, he's like, oh, well, you know, in um, in uh, in the original history, she goes, too. And he points, and, like, Jackie Kennedy is uh. st- sitting there, like, you know, shaking up over what happened. But, like, yeah, apparently in, in the original timeline, both of them were killed. And because Sam was there, only JFK gets taken out. Okay. And I was like, well, oh, that's a cool thing. Yeah. That's, a, that's like an interesting yeah. way of putting it. It's like the Doctor Who thing where it's like, I can't save everyone, but I can at least save someone. Yeah. I think there's even a there's even an Outer Limits, too, where that happens, where where a guy who's time traveling, he realizes what he's done, and in the end, he leaps into, or he takes control of a uh, Secret Service agent and um, leaps in front to make sure that, like, like he dies, protecting like them protecting Jackie uh-huh. and um and like he was supposed to have ha- like based like it's his own fault that this is happening so he did something to make sure that like but at least that you know I'll be the one to pay for yeah huh i miss i miss the 90s out limits i think and that, that that to me is the thing that i genuinely think like not a lot of um people remember is that like the twilight zone was great in its original run and they have yet, like, they can't capitalize on that. They've redone it in the 80s. They've redone it in the early 2000s. And it just hasn't clicked. It hasn't been good. Yeah. But The Outer Limits, when it came back in the 90s. Oh, so good. Oh. It was always freaking on point. It was always amazing. And, like, I really want to get, like, DVDs of that entire series. Because, like, each what episode I, was great. What I miss is uh, Fact of Fiction, Beyond Belief. Oh, yeah. Beyond Belief was, was that yeah. was always a good show. Yeah. Just the whole <laughs> twist. Yeah. I know a lot of all those shows. I'm, yeah, yeah, so good. I'm kind of worried about the. Did you guys hear that uh, M Night Shyamalan's gonna uh, yeah. reboot Tales of the Crypt? <laughs> yeah. Well, my problem, like I said, it isn't with Shyamalan because Shyamalan is only gonna be producing. Uh. So like you know you can still get a lot of good directors. You can still get a lot of good writing. Yeah. My problem is that it's gonna be on TNT. That that's true. The thing also, that, I don't get how it's a reboot. <laughs> like, why do you have to reboot? What part of Tales of the Crypt requires a reboot? The Crypt Keeper. Really? 
Probably. Yeah, Whoa, we're, like, we're, they gonna, we're they they're going to rastify him uh, a little bit, <laughs> give him some shades. About 20%. <laughs> well, apparently, they can't use the puppet, uh, the, crypt, the actual Crypt Keeper. Uh-huh. They can't use that because HBO owns that puppet. Oh, uh-huh. that's why. So they're redoing it and having like a person as the Crypt Keeper, not okay. the puppet. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, I remember... It's called Son of the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember um, Isn't back question? in the day when they... When they, when they yeah, when they, when they made it kind of dumb... Mm-hmm. Like, like I was always, I was always laughing at that. Like, I'm like, I watched Tales from the Crypt as a kid. I know I shouldn't have, but I did, and it was really scary, and it was really gory, mm-hmm. and something like that. But then when they made it for kids, like when Channel Seven had Tales from the Crypt Keeper, and they were all like, you know, like, like water, like Ooh, it was a battle. Goosebumps. It was goosebumps. no worse than it was watered down. Are you afraid of the dark? Like it was just, it was just so. It was always like everybody learns a lesson, and like you know, I shouldn't have done this. Now I know what not to do. And it's like I'm like, yeah. no, you're supposed to get karmic comeuppance. You're supposed to get, you're supposed to get killed, and and that's 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 what that's what happens. Yeah. But the thing I love too is the fact that um, uh, there were two other characters. There was a witch, and there was the vault keeper, huh. and um, though that was a throwback to the old EC comics that that made Tales from the Crypt because there were th- three things. There was Tales from the Crypt. There was the Vault of Horror, and again, I forget what the third one was, but it was a witch that was, in, I think it was like Strange Tales or something like that, and that was a witch that told those stories. So they had like all three of those, and they were all jealous that the Crypt Keeper was the one that got like the the, 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 the celebrity status. Because uh, like, we, we made just a scary story. In fact, some of the Tales from the Crypt episodes are based off of Vault of Horror and Strange Tales stories. <laughs> he they stole their, their stuff. Yeah, and like, you know, and I, and like I said... I'm just I'm just kind of bummed that uh, it's on TNT where I know it's going to be watered down. Like even watching it on Channel Eleven when they started uh, syndicating Chaos on the Crypt, yeah. it was like I remember this story, and it's not as fun without without the the ultra violence. Yeah, like like to me, I felt like like, and it's one of the few times I was never scared. Like I'm scared at a lot of horror movies. I don't like horror movies, mm. slasher films and stuff like that. But watching. Tales from the Crypt, it had that that perfect level of humor to it, yeah. to where it was like, oh, that, that's kind of funny. <laughs> like, yeah, it's scary. Yeah, it's but, scary, <laughs> but it's funny. And and like and like and some of the things like there was like and I'm hoping he gets good people to do this stuff, kind of stuff because like back in the day, even Arnold Schwarzenegger directed an episode and he did really well at it. This is a really good. The episode is about an old man who's in love with a woman. He's a rich old man, and she's a young woman. So it's like you know, oh, I'm married for money. Yeah, exactly. And so he starts. So, uh, <clears throat> so he starts basically cutting off parts of himself and switching them with a younger man. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And so it's a Futurama episode. Yeah, but here's <laughs> but here's the but here's the thing. Well, this came first. I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But, and then at the end of the episode, it's like he completely takes that entire man's body and has um, and still has his mind. But now he's broke because he spent all that money on all the procedures. And uh, and she goes and she goes like, no, I, 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 I'm in love with this guy. And it's the guy that he switched bodies with who's now rich and is in his old body. Uh-uh, makes sense. And that's how the episode ends. It's like And like Arnold directed that one. I was like... It's really good interesting. Job, yeah. Good job. It was a really good episode. And um and yeah, and, and it's funny because Arnold is even in the, the opening sequence with the Crypt Keeper. And um and like at the end you see like uh he's lying on a slab and there's the Crypt Keeper with him like talking like <laughs> So he's just dead? Yeah, pretty much. Oh nice. And um 
One thing, too, not a lot of people know. Uh, Danny Elfman wrote that yep. theme song. Huh. Yep. That's probably one of my... I think that was another that's reason... Where, you can, and you can hear it once you think about it. Yeah. And it's one of those things also, too, that's why I loved um, Tales from the Crypt. I love that intro. Mm-hmm. I love I love touring a place. Mm-hmm. Like, just that camera going through mm-hmm. all of the house. Have you ever watched the Simpsons one? It's like, it was it was in a newer Treehouse of Horror. Yeah. Probably one of my favorite intros. Because one of my favorite... One of the things I loved about it, too, is that there's that part where you go down that pillar of oh, stairs. Oh, yeah. And in the... And the fire. Yeah, yeah. And in the... Uh, in the Simpsons one, you see the camera as it's going down. All of a sudden, what? <laughs> you just see like, the camera like fall down that whole thing of stairs, and you just hear like, oh, it, uh. <laughs> like, he's all like weak because he picks the camera back up and like continues going, and you see like a limp, like yeah. going through the, as the camera's like moving. <laughs> That's great. Still good. Uh, man, I still love the couch gags. Yeah, you guys see the. The newest one? Oh, like, that one with the eighties action movies one. So good. No, it's yeah. The whole he, thing is like an eighties action movie where where it's homework teamed up with this couch, which for some reason has buff arms and guns. And it's eighties movies. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like Miami Vice. Yeah. And the, the whole style. animation is completely different. The art style and the animation completely different from the, the regular Simpsons style. Yeah, I, I, what I would what I would what I genuinely think Simpsons should do is release a DVD. Nothing much couch gags. Of all the couch gags and all the and all the uh, and all the chalkboard writings, and uh, you and you separate them too, because like some people love the couch gags, don't like the chalkboard, and some people like the chalkboard, don't like the couch gags. So you can watch all the couch gags by themselves, all of the chalkboard writings by themselves, and just like and that would be just enough that'd be fun. Great. Like it's that, gold. It's it, gold. Yeah, it's it's so simple, and it's just like you just have to cut off like thirty seconds off an episode, and just like and just release that. I don't think they've even done it as like an extra, have they? I don't think so. That's, I, that's I, I I've only seen them on like YouTube videos. And somebody else like, hey, I cut all the the couch gags from seasons one through twenty. Check it out, you know. Like, but I've never seen them Official. themselves do that. Yeah, I feel like you just implied to everybody that makes YouTube videos is high. <laughs> your, your your impression of that guy. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> they're not. You don't know that they're not. Yeah. Uh, when it's uh, when it's uh, Simpsons four twenty blazed releasing this video. <laughs> Or what was it? That that uh, that uh, Fallout video you sent me last oh, night? God, yeah, I was I was, yeah, I was telling Ed about that video. Um, yeah, it's a video of a guy basically walking into a room that's super tough at lower levels, and he's playing on the hardest difficulty setting, and he just keeps dying immediately. And the game auto saves right there, so you just immediately respawn and die again. Huh. And he goes to lower the difficulty, and he does like the Simpsons thing where it's uh. Ralph Hogan? Yeah, it's Ralph in the play. Never! <laughs> and then he just... He, he just takes all the drugs. Yeah. <laughs> which I'll give you buffs. And then he eats all the food, which, which uh, constantly oh, no. heals you yeah. slowly over time. And then he just walks in slow motion because he's on the drugs that so slow on time too. Yeah. He just casually walks up to everybody naked. He takes up his clothes for no reason. Yeah. Except just, for a fedora. <laughs> oh, yeah, he just has a fedora still. <laughs> he just takes out everybody in one hit. <laughs> Lazy. With a, with, a, with a sledgehammer. Like, oh, and the and, and the SpongeBob song is playing the whole time. Like, Things that bother you never bother me. That Tiny Tim song, yeah, yeah. And then he just walks up is and it? kills everybody. And then at the end, he just walks into lava and just stands in the lava, <laughs> taking no damage. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, did you notice that that video was is uh, four minutes, four minutes, and twenty seconds long? Yeah. Well, because then also when he's taking all the all the drugs, it just says blaze it. Like <laughs> yeah. step four, blaze it. Like, <laughs> oh. Uh, Good time. Yeah, Good I've been times. I've been really into Fallout lately. Yeah, I'm playing I'm playing Fallout Four and New Vegas simultaneously. 
Damn. <laughs> Why? Like, I, mean, I mean, I can understand playing one and then follow it up with the other. Like, even playing, continuing four, because I know you started with four. Yeah. And then, like, going back to New Vegas. Well, I don't, I don't own a PS4, so I'm just playing that whenever it's available. Oh, okay. But New Vegas is PS3. Yeah. Like, you can get a, P- a copy for PS3. And just, yeah, you like, have play a that PS3. Your That's what I'm doing. That's why I have it. I have uh, it on the PC. Uh, okay. So I'm playing that one, and then I'm playing four whenever I have access to it. Okay. I'm switching back and forth. <laughs> it's a... Uh, it's, pretty interesting i like i think i actually like new vegas better mm-hmm. people say that four kind of dumbed down and i think it is it has, yeah. it has a better combat though the combat yeah. feels better the combat reminds me of almost borderlands level well because because four it's still very actiony regardless of how you play it mm-hmm. and then new vegas like i remember one of the things about new vegas was if you played your cards right you can play that entire game without firing a single shot oh yeah yeah there's, there's a lot more custom uh customizing and and you get these like books that you can use to basically up certain stats temporarily yeah so i've been i've been like, so like the first the uh, the first hour of Fallout Four for mm-hmm. me was was me planting things. <laughs> I did like one quest, and I was just like planting plants and figuring out how to break down materials and trying to figure out how all the items because there's so much customizing customizing that game that it actually becomes like a hampering thing. Yeah, you're you're always you're always overburdened. You're always trying to figure out do, do I need this this can that i found that can give me a thing give me aluminum yeah do i really need this right now i've collected seven toasters do i really need all of these i need 18 i could could plant these these 30 fruits in the ground and get these little bits of experience but do i need to yeah and then then new vegas my my first hour was was me doing one quest and then and then finding that i I could get this, this other guy to do something, but I I don't have quite the stat in order to get the bonus thing. Yeah. And then me running over to a prison, breaking in, um, killing a guy. Actually, I I don't want to kill them. I I liquidized him, <laughs> and then that made me have like a crime against their entire group. And then they all wanted to kill me. But then I stole his armor. And then I walked around as as one of them, so that they didn't know that that I was I was in the prison, just to get that book. <laughs> and then I came back to the place, used the book, and then got the the bonus, which gave me a bunch of dynamite, which I was able to use to kill like thirty guys. It was, it was amazing for the first hour. <laughs> I don't know, Dan, but my, my favorite is still thing when I was watching you play uh, Fallout oh, oh, 4. Four. Yeah, I'm so sad I didn't save that. Uh, my favorite one is I don't know where Dan was. He was like in this big giant refinery or something. Yeah, like that. It, every Fallout Four, it's, it's every it looks the same. Don't worry about every it. Fallout Four. <laughs> every Fallout. Every <laughs> Fallout Four. It's Fallout 4. Oh, okay. It's it's always like a broken down building or inside of a yeah. warehouse. Yeah, yeah. He's walking around and he's killing people. And this one guy comes like, "Go ahead, try to shoot me. I don't feel pain." Right away, and I immediately shot him in the face. No, no, though no. you brought out your, your what was it machine, the machete? Oh, it was a machine gun. <laughs> it was a machine yeah, gun. It, it was like a chain gun. Ah, okay. He brought it out, shot, and the first thing he says, "Ah, oh, my eyes!" <laughs> like right after you finish saying that, like I, I, like I like hit the button and switched to my like it, so it was all immediate because yeah. I like slowed down. T- I stopped time and then I slowed it down, and yeah, he <laughs> was a hypocrite. I got wrecked. <laughs> uh, um. What else you talked about? Oh, uh, there was another anime that I tried to get into called called Myriad Colors Phantom World, which didn't sound like it means anything. But <laughs> sounds like sounds like the next Legend of Zelda title. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 a new Sonic and Zelda crossover. Yeah. <laughs> um, which has actually kind of been done already, right? Wasn't there like a like a Zelda level in in Lost World? In Lost World, yeah, yeah. yeah it was. It sucks because. <laughs> 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 Well, it it, it try 
it's so close it's so close but then it gets bogged down in so much anime crap mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just feels like there's so much stupid fan service and it's just like it had a good start it that way it created like this whole interesting world that I kind of wanted to know more about. Hey, kind of like they're fighting almost like a Digimon in a way, like Digimon from the movie, yeah. where they're like actually threatening and huge. Yeah, and everything is like uh, pixelated for some reason sometimes, and it has it's something to do with something that happened to humanity, where it changed the way our brains work and the way we see the world. But it also unlocked our ability to see spirits and things and stuff. Mm-hmm. And just, I don't know, it's like a whole interesting thing going on there, but then it's just bogged down with like. Look how big the girl's boobs are, and like the the intro is like, it just shows every every uh, defining character uh, characteristic of the main girls, which is literally boobs. But uh, this girl is timid. Look at her feet turned inward, and she's got glasses, and you know, Dumb. it's like it's just I couldn't even I couldn't even get to the whole episode. That's why that's why I remember um, when I told you my like one of my favorite anime that I used to watch. Because he used to have this channel called the International Channel. And it was this anime called Sailor Victory. It wasn't related to Sailor Moon oh, at all. I think you told me about this. But it was such a great show. It's just about, like, girls that piloted mechs. And then, like, like there's five of them. Two of them stay in a blimp to basically direct the action and, and tell each one where to go. And then the other three girls pilot mechs. And the thing I love is one of the girls who's, like, really crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, not, not bad crazy, but, like, she's very... She's like if Ed was uh, a pixie-type girl. Uh-huh. Like yeah. just 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 wild card. <laughs> who's, saying that he, who's saying that he isn't? <laughs> just went just went crazy on the on her mech, and then she, she also has a robot version of herself that they built. So that way, in case they need somebody who's going to follow orders, uh-huh, they can just turn her on. Yeah, on and then and then she can she can take control. Uh, and it was a great show. Like it, it was really cool. It had like all this great stuff to it. But then for some reason, opening and ending credits shows every single female character naked. There's no nudity in the actual cartoon. It's it, There's nothing about it that is sexual in any way, shape, or form. But just the opening credits and the end credits show them all naked. And I'm like, oh, well, all okay. <laughs> yeah, just, that's interesting. Just, just think of it as them getting it out of their system so and, they can make a good show. And keep in mind, I'm like 16 at the time. So I'm... I'm okay know, with this? I, I, well, no, like, like this, this is something that normally I would be like, oh... Heck yeah, for but like in this situation, in this sense, I was literally just. Well, that was weird. Why would you do that? (laughs) (laughs) This is a good show. Yeah, this is a good show. But why would you put that in there? Like, there's no point to that. And it's like, like everyone's looking at me like, you're you're not okay with this? I'm like, no. I happen to like it for the the story. I like this for the story. Yeah, I I read it for the articles. And I'm not even lying this time about right. that. <laughs> uh, so have you guys ever heard of Super Mario Brothers Z? Yes. yes. That's an old show, but it's, it's it's it just started. It just came back recently. Mm-hmm. Like the first episode came out. Wasn't it the one it where was, it was like Sonic? Yeah, it's, it's basically Mario Brothers with uh, DB, with shadings of DBZ, and then also Sonic characters. Oh, okay. And it's just basically a flash show where they just fight and it's crazy. And but it, it always because it feels so fan servicey and almost like a fan fiction. But at the same time, it's just so well done. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. The production values are surprisingly high. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they they brought that back. It was actually I think Kickstarter or something. Oh, cool. And and it's and it's called a remake, so it's I guess it's starting over. Because like the first episode is you know basically the Mario Brothers meeting the Sonic characters. Imagine yeah. if it was called uh, Mario. 
Imagine it was called a Mario Brothers Z Kai. It's <laughs> pretty much what it's supposed like. It's, it's so good. It's actually like a, a whole tournament in the beginning, and it has, has, has Mario fighting Bowser, and the whole thing feels very DBZ ish. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got Metal Sonic showing up, and he feels very, uh, very like Cell mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. It's good. <laughs> it's good. good. Yeah. Give it a shot. See yeah. if you like it. Um, I, can, I can understand why some people might not like it still, but it, it, it's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? AGDQ ended. Oh, okay. It's it's over. <laughs> well, yeah, cause uh, it's only for a week, right? Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was pretty good. Um, I won't recommend too much. There's actually a pretty good Polygon article. If you just just type in AGDQ or something or just look it up, they, uh, they basically list like ones to watch from every day mm-hmm. and, and give you links to the the videos, mm-hmm. archives. Nice. It's it's pretty great. Um, but I will say that there was a Step Mania one, which was completely insane. Cause have you ever seen how fast a Step Mania goes? And yeah. It's it's basically DDR, but you can play it on your keyboard, yeah. so you can make it much faster because you can type faster than you can step, you know. Yeah. And even though it's called Stevania, uh, <laughs> but if you if you uh, watch that, watch it with chat. Like find a YouTube video that that has the chat too, because it's hilarious watching people just flip out like, what the fuck? Yeah, hacks. <laughs> we are not worthy. Ah, and then you will get like a thousand in a row without missing a single perfect, <laughs> which happens. Yeah. He's going at max speed, and then he'll miss one and break the chain, and people just be like, oh wrecked. Oh, wrecked. oh, oh, oh start over, reset. Oh, <laughs> you blew it. Like. You darn goofed. <laughs> yeah. It's just hilarious. Um, there was a... It's apparently um, an Animorphs game for the Game Boy. And there's a speed run of it. I, yeah, I think I remember, I remember reading about it or watching like some video about it. it but It looks like a like a terrible Pokemon. Anyway, yeah. but, but uh, it's, it's totally worth watching because it is considered basically the worst run of this year. But not even like his fault. It's just that the game wouldn't let him beat it. Yeah. Like so much of it was based on luck, and uh-huh. it just—it was like such a struggle. Like you, you end up getting invested in it because you want to see him make it. Yeah. <laughs> it goes over the time, over the estimated time, and it's just like it's, it's crazy. It's definitely worth checking out just because of the how crazy. I feel like it's worth more worth checking out because of how badly it went. Um, there was a I think the only world record that I heard of that actually happened was uh, two players, one controller for Super Metroid. Nice. <laughs> Which is, yeah, it's, it's literally two guys. One guy's controlling the, the L button and the pad, and the other guy's controlling the other, the other buttons. Right. And they, yeah. It's not a very contested category. I don't know a lot of people that run that, but they still got the world record for it, you know? Oh, what was it? I was watching, um, before I left, uh, Critical, like, uh, got a, uh, a speed run on some caravan game. Oh, yeah? Like, like he did it in, uh, in like 19 seconds like he figured out how to glitch it like using a chair to get to this one spot and he recorded he's like oh my god i just did it 19 seconds you know like oh my god and then somebody beat his record like well using the same strategy probably right yeah yeah and it's like oh and then he made another video it's like no i'm gonna speed run this i'm gonna hold the world record that'll be my one thing that i will have that nobody can have and then he did it in 14.14 seconds nice. and then apparently the guy that beat him before did it in 13.8 he's like oh, no and like like i'm looking at the youtube comments like oh come on like you can do it yeah and somebody else is like oh well that's what a world record is it's meant to be broken like you know like this is a great rivalry going on somebody you don't even know who's like just beating your record and now you have to go and now it's pissing you off to make you better like, right uh 
I love Critical's videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you, if you, if for those of you who've never heard of him, uh, I think it's Penguins with a Z. Yeah, yeah. is there a zero? Or something? Yeah, there yeah. A... Penguins zero. Yeah. Um, check out his channel. Like, like he's called Critical with a one, but all of his videos are on that Penguins Zero channel check on out YouTube. Russian yeah, yeah, that Russian cartoon is freaking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, anytime God. he, anytime he tries to to give you like a walkthrough game, like it just <laughs> like uh, I think Alien Isolation yeah, is freaking was... hilarious. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and he gives like a bunch of the money to charity too. Yeah, it's like half of his money or more. Uh, I think right now he's only doing like half because I think he lost his job for a while, so he was using it to help. But yeah, yeah, he's he's a real cool guy. Like, and oh, what was it? I think his his uh, until dawn was even was hilarious too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, look, I'm not gonna take, I'm not gonna. Like he purposely missed every single like quick time event. Like <laughs> yeah. this person's like hitting every branch. And, like, I love when he does that. He did that like a Spider Man game too. I think. Yeah. Have you seen this video for the ideal woman and her ideal man? Oh yeah, it's like this weird game where you can like mess with the way the body shape looks. Uh-huh. And you just like see that's not healthy. He's making them look all like messed up. <laughs> oh no, I was watching him play a WWE 2K16 mm-hmm. recently, and uh, he made a character named Cowman. <laughs> and it's just like he's doing all of this stuff to like you know to try to win matches, and like he's losing horribly. He's like Cowman's record is now 0 and 6, and like Cowman's record is now, and like he finally. Finally, what he did was he got a manager, and apparently, if you hit the manager, it brings a disqualification. Even if you hit your own manager, it counts as a disqualification. So at one point, he accidentally hit her, and he's like, "What? No!" <laughs> so, but once he found that out, what he did was he he goes out of the ring while fighting this guy, and just like walks towards his manager, and just like kind of like stays next to her, doesn't do anything, and waits for his opponent to accidentally hit her and get the disqualification. Yeah, and he, he's he like, wins. He's like, "Yes." <laughs> Yes, I did it. It took me 25 tries, but I finally won. And, and at the end of the video, it says uh, he retired his character at 1 in 24. <laughs> Some might say that's a less than perfect record, but Cowman doesn't care. Cowman's spirit is unbreakable. <laughs> you like that first, like that first punch out character you fight. Yeah. Last joke? Yeah, where he's lost every match, but he won the against the champ for some reason. Yeah, his one victory is against it, his one victory is against the champion of super um, of super punch out. Like, yeah. and that's canon. No, no, not not Mister Dream. He's this really big bald dude that just like every like he is like the really creepy yeah, eyes, super and, like, scary, and like he just like walks towards you, like, like you hear every single step that he makes towards you. And it's just like. How did he beat him? It was basically a fluke. Like, yeah, they, they like he slipped or something. Yeah, yeah, they don't fully explain it, but like all, the, all there is in the canon is that it was a fluke and he and he won. And, and then, the, and then the the first guy from the second, the from from super, was it super the same guy? No, no, it's Gabby J in in, in Super Punch yeah, Out. And Gabby J's only victory is against the guy from the first Punch Out. Oh, it was against Mr. Sandman? No, 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 against the Punch first. Oh, against Glass guy. Joe. Yeah, the only victory is against Glass Joe. Oh, okay. So Glass Joe is even worse than the guy from Super, except that he sticks that one victory from. <laughs> Cause that's just kind of how the fighting world works sometimes. <laughs> you just never know. Yeah. Um, I guess let's talk about comics. Yeah. yeah. We're going pretty long here already, I feel like. Um, <laughs> amazing Spider-Man. It's I'm amazing. A, I'm a big fan of terrible first impressions. <laughs> Makes it difficult for anyone to think less of you afterwards. <laughs> that's just a quote from that comic that yeah. I liked. Um, there's a comic called Worst X-Man Ever. And it's pretty interesting. It's is about it? a guy who is the worst X-Man ever. He's just he's just a mutant, and he 
Mm. And Breeze is all excited because he's basically he's like, I'm I'm so boring. I got nothing interesting about me. <laughs> like he tra- he trades a bunch of different things and he's not really good at anyone. Yeah. And I'm just gonna play Xbox. <laughs> like he just goes, and then it comes down to um he pr- he finds out that both his parents are mutants that have basically just been hiding it. Yeah. And so he goes to the school and he finds out that his power is the ability to explode. And he's like, Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, but you but he can't survive it. <laughs> So he so, can explode, but he can't survive the know, experience. He can explode, but only once. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a tri- it's a trick. I like, can only do it once. It's that old Tex Avery cartoon. I love it. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so it's just, they say, oh, that sucks. But let's just go home. And then, so they're walking away, and his parents get crushed by a sentinel. <laughs> oh, sh- so now he has to live with the, the X Mansion. <laughs> and it's just basically him with nothing going on. Yeah. And it's just, you're just kind of curious where it's going to go from there. It's, uh, it's pretty interesting. Um, I thought it was going to be about Butterball. Nah, Butterball's cool. <laughs> uh, what else? Oh, uh, Dark Knight Returns, The Last Crusade is a comic that's coming out, apparently. It's kind of like the uh, the Poison Ivy thing. It's just, uh, I'm seeing it in the ads for every comic. Oh, okay. And it's uh, it sounds like it's going to be the story of what made him leave. What made him stop being the Dark Knight. Oh, okay. Because it's, it's a prequel to the first Dark Knight Returns. Oh, know? okay. And, uh, and it seems to involve the Joker, and something happens that makes him basically stop being Batman. Because I remember, I remember, um, what was it? The like, then they kept saying like, you know, oh, this Dark Knight, right? The Dark Knight Returns three is gonna be the last one. I'm like, oh, uh, is it? And then, and then now, now you're telling me there's a prequel. I'm like, yeah. okay, so you're telling me, yeah, this is the last part of the story, but that doesn't Going mean we're finished forward. with the story. Yeah, yeah, it's like. A, like like when when Kojima promised me that MGS four was gonna be the end of the story, and he was right, except MGS five. Except MGS five, but then MGS five takes place in the past, so technically so, four so. is still the end. And then Peace Walker, yeah, I think Peace Walker was after. It's all it's all prequels. Yeah, it's it's and it's, what was the other one? Um, I remember the, the one time that I totally forgave them about it mm-hmm. was uh, the Final Destination series of movies, because because the fourth one was called The Last Destination. So it, or The Final Destination. So it was like basically saying like no, this is the last one. Uh-huh. And then they made Final Destination 5. And everyone's like, "Oh." <laughs> but then 5 actually turned out to be really good. Yeah, so because like, all right. Because 3 and 4 became Gorn, which is like just gory porn, so it's mm-hmm. like, you know, it's not even really creepy or whatever. Like yeah, one it's, and, it's one not and, a horror movie anymore. It's just this. Yeah, it's just, it's just you you wanting to watch people die. Um, but then 5 actually played really well. And then, spoiler alert, because it's a guy, I forget really? how old it is. This movie's, just, a, this movie's a while ago. <laughs> it's actually a prequel. Okay. Uh, Final Destination 5 ends with them getting on the plane that blows up in the first Final Destination movie. Oh. Uh, and, okay. like, you even see the whole part where it's like, the plane's gonna explode, da da And, like, that guy runs out of the plane, and, like, everyone gets kicked off, like, the way it begins in the first movie. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the guy that you've been following in 5, he just, like, accepts it. He's like... Whatever, like, like it's just like if I'm the gonna die, whatever. It's not my terms, and this wow. is my terms. Yeah. Okay. And um, and yeah, so like, like I thought that was really that was really a cool way of doing it, and it's one of those things that you don't realize it until the end because then you start thinking like, oh yeah, there's like nobody with a cell phone. It's like, and it's like you know like like everything looks '90s, and when you really think about it, if you if you look at the '90s through like actual glasses, it's not really different than how the world is looking yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, it's just little yeah. things you gotta pay attention to. Yeah, like like if, only if you're paying attention to like TVs and phones do you really notice that there's something wrong. With, yeah, <laughs> with the way the world looks. Technology. Yeah. Um, okay, I have a serious question. Yes. Is does anybody that Peter Parker know not involved with superheroes now? Because <laughs> I looked into this, I'm like. Okay, Mary Jane's working for Tony Stark now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Aunt May is working for Howard the Duck, mm-hmm. and she's working for Parker Industries, mm-hmm. which gets involved with a lot of stuff. It's just kind of weird to me. He's like, I was going to have my Aunt May work for my company and travel the world and get involved in all my superpower stuff again. <laughs> uh, Harry Osborne's working for for Peter Parker Industries. Mm-hmm. Uh, J. Jonah uh, Jameson Jr. is uh, that man-wolf thing again. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's fighting Carnage. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Brock is, uh, Brock is Toxin now. Um, a Flash is still Venom. <laughs> it's like... Betty Brandt. Wow, whatever happened to Betty Brandt? She's the second... She's basically... She was J. Jonah's secretary. Yeah. She was, and, like, she was actually one of Peter's first... Crushes. Crushes, but then it was like, yeah, no, I'm too old for you, kid. Like, because it, it was at the time when he was still in high school. Like, I think he was, like, 15, 16, and she's, like, a 30-year-old woman. So it's like... And it's, they even mentioned it in Spectacular Spider-Man, which, by the way, is still probably one of my favorite Spider-Man cartoons. Mm-hmm. Um, and Aunt May just basically goes... Don't date my nephew. <laughs> like, like, just don't do it. Like you, you and I both know this is a bad idea because he asks her to his prom and she says yes. Uh, and so he's like, "Look, don't don't do that." Like like look, yeah, I'll, it's I'll, not gonna I'll, work out. I'll set him up with my friend's niece, and, <laughs> Mary Jane. Yeah, exactly. And and everything will be fine. Just just please, like you're, you're too don't, old for him. You and I both know you're too old for him. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. I bet I bet Betty Brand became a superhero at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I was like I was like. Let's see here. No, no, no. Aha. Because <laughs> like, then she was even in the uh, the the Spider Man movies, the Tobey Maguire ones. Uh, She's yeah. the black haired girl that works. That like he's asking for loans. Like it's like nope, can't do it. <laughs> like, okay. Even even yeah. Uncle Ben Loans, is even Uncle, Banks. even even dead Uncle Ben is a is a <laughs> spider hero in in Spider Verse. Yeah, and then you got Spider Gwen. Yeah, Spider Gwen. Because I was gonna say Gwen Stacy's still dead. I'm like, no, there's like a Gwen, like yeah. Spider Gwen. Even if she, even if the the Gwen Stacy we know is dead, Gwenpool. There's still a <laughs> yeah. and Gwenpool. I don't know that. I don't even know if that counts. I don't even know if she's related to her. Yeah, I don't even know if she's Gwen Stacy. We just know she's I don't some care. I'm Gwen. just throwing it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um. Apparently the next is- next issue of of the Deadpool comic is Deadpool twenty ninety nine. Nice, nice. Like it just says that it just says Deadpool twenty ninety nine with a question mark and it has like, <laughs> has like a new Deadpool. It's all nineties. <laughs> nice nineties futuristic. Oh yeah, speaking of which, I was talking. We were talking about this before we actually recorded um, the X Force movie. They were talking about like they they've already announced who the majority of them is going to be. You mm-hmm. know, like there's Cable, there's De- Deadpool's going to be in it, Cannonball, uh, Colossus, Warpath. And one of the things that I liked was that the director, the guy that's directing it, he said that um, he would want John Hamm to play Cable. And I'm, I th- and I'm like, totally down for that. I'm like, I'm, yeah, I, I totally think he, he, could, he could play a good Cable. I seize it. Because I, I see him with the... to say I saw it. I see him with the chops. Like, normally it's like, like you know, you see a guy do a dramatic role and it's like, you're like, yeah, but can you do funny? And then, like, John Hamm, I think, does more funny than... He does, than, he does, he does SNL and he's great on there. Yeah, aside from Mad Men, all I've seen him in is comedy. Like, when you when he was doing... He did, like, the, the greatest... The greatest thing in television history... Oh yeah, like he did those. Uh, he was in Bridesmaids, like you said on SNL. He's freaking hilarious, and it's like you know I can totally see him pulling off Cable, like being that like stoic character. Like he's gonna be a straight man, and I think that's perfectly fine. Like he's gonna be he's gonna be the foil to Deadpool. Deadpool's gonna like because that's how they are in the comics. De- uh, Cable's like super super serious, and Deadpool's like oh silly, let's go do some stuff. It's yeah, like, yeah, all right, whatever. <laughs> Want to go, go get a mint? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I could totally see John Hamm doing that, and yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for X Force. Yeah, me too. Sounds pretty good. Um, 
speaking of X-Men, Uncanny X-Men sucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, uh, the comic, it's it's a uh, it's a team that's being led by Magneto, mm-hmm. and it just seems like he's just I don't know, he's just being a jerk for no reason. <laughs> it's just basically the whole co- the whole first comic is just him releasing uh, uh, mutants from these these things that they put themselves in uh-huh. to protect themselves from the Terrigen Mist. Oh, okay. They basically paid to be put to sleep until after the Terrigen Mist thing gets solved. And he's just like, no, you're you're mutants. I'm freeing you, and you guys gotta go out and do crap. I don't care what it is. I'm I'm gonna leave now. Bye. And it's like you just, I paid all my money for this. Like you're, you're not helping. I wanted it. You're not helping anybody with this. Yeah, it's not like it's not like people forced you into that thing. Like you know, like yeah. And then and then like one of the ones you see afterwards gets killed because he's a mutant because he he let him out and just let him left him in this bad neighborhood basically. It's just like uh, I don't know. It's terrible. Um, Magneto, you goofed. Yeah, the latest uh, Swamp Thing kind of sucked too. Mm-hmm. It it was interesting, but I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt about it. It felt like such an old comic. Yeah, the whole thing reads like an old horror comic. Yeah, I kind of fell out of love with Swamp Thing. I I really enjoyed like his his, his initial New Fifty Two run. Yeah. Like, it was great watching him like fight like arcane and like doing all this stuff and finding and then like completely wiping out the green like that was freaking yeah. nuts. The whole thing is just so so good during that whole run. Yeah, and then now it just feels like he just reverted to to nothing to being yeah. nothing to being not interesting. Put it that way. He's, he's he's back to how he was in the eighties. Yeah, somebody said it reverted. Like you said, the eighties. Somebody said the story reverted back to uh, something wanders through forest until something randomly attacks him. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really more of man things thing in Marvel. That's true. Bigfoot. I don't know. Um, oh, there was a there's a little bit of controversy when the uh, there was a Superman Wonder Woman comic uh-huh. where where they say uh, basically they go to a foreign country mm-hmm. and they, and then in the text box you know you know a lot of people speak English but then it says like translated from yeah yeah it said tr- translated from Pakistanian oh yeah yeah yeah. And there is no Pakistanis. It's not, it's not a yeah, yeah. It's not a language. Pakistanian. Like, like I think they speak Urdu. Yeah, they speak Urdu or uh, Punjabi. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's like that's that's not a language. Because I remember what's his face, um, Kumail Nanjani. Mm-hmm. He he talked about that once when he was playing uh, uh, Call of Duty or something. Yeah. That one joke. He's yeah. like, oh, no, we speak Urdu in Pakistan, and you know, like they put Arab writing on there and it's like, like oh. if you could just do a very minimal minimal amount google. of research you could just google it yeah and it's like and you know they they, they put a lot of effort into this game because you could see people like the drops of sweat coming off them each bullet individually firing off you couldn't have taken two seconds to realize what they speak in that country but you know what it's worth selling out my people because that game is amazing <laughs> always know we always record here at uh at undercity comics here off of um Imperial and Philadelphia. No, no, it's Imperial. not Imperial. Where are you? I'm nowhere near that. Greenleaf <laughs> and Philadelphia. Um, you can always hit us up on our Twitter at Procrast Podcast. You can, um, you can uh, email us. You can email us. There <laughs> yeah. we go. That's the word. Thank you. At podcastprocrastination at gmail dot com. Okay, thank you. Uh, no. <laughs> I like being. I like being thanked. Uh, and also, this is the last week for our. He's, he's, he's staying here. No, no, I'm staying. Yeah, okay, he's cool. staying. Oh, yeah. Yay. Yay. <laughs> what what changed? Let me test the podcast about you. Uh, I got a race. Oh, oh okay. nice. Yeah. 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 Woo. Well, well, that's, that's the name of the podcast. Well, us, we got a raise too. You know, we doubled our money. Yeah. Um, so we went from nothing. We tripled it. We tripled yeah. it. We went from nothing to, to triple nothing. And uh, we tripled our profit. Yes. Um, 
So yeah. So <laughs> this is Isaiah. <laughs> this is Dan, and I just want to say again to watch the anime erased. Yeah. Very good. It's not even good as an anime. It's just good as a story. Okay. I erased it. <laughs> <laughs> this no. is Ed. <laughs> telling, telling you, telling you to remember um, to dance magic dance. 